Hello everyone, it's Christmas time if you hadn't noticed and we are getting ready thinking about orphans. It like it doesn't. <laughs> we're thinking about orphans around the world. Last year was our best year and we're just waiting to see what you and the Holy Spirit have planned for Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation this Christmas. Amen. You know last year because of you, you helped us and we had our yes. best year ever even during the pandemic. And we were able <laughs> well, to bless 22 nations, 40 orphanages, five water wells we dug, three homes of That's widows right. we put roofs on, two vans we bought, uh, one in India for children and one in wow. Burma for children, and a partridge and a pear tree. Effort so every you. year we do the Christmas project and right. uh, we're expecting to, God and you and us to do big things this year. God bless <laughs> you. We right. love you. JMICF, our Terry Mize Ministries, let us hear from you. Orphan1.com. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today. We are so glad to have you here on Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted you have joined us. And as we say so often, we are just here to wash your feet <laughs> with the Word of God and bring good news to your soul and then help you understand how to put all this stuff in this great and grand book that has proven the test of time. Uh, in the lives of millions and millions, billions of people that have lived on this planet. And we are so grateful for the Word of God that changes lives, gets down on the inside of us, and then helps us come out of our mouth, renew our mind to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, Terry, I mean, it's just it just is a reminder one more time as you have called your ministry for all these 53 years, More Than Conquerors. More Than Conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Must That's in Romans chapter 8. That's in Romans chapter eight. We are more than conquerors. You know, when you when I first heard you preach that message all those many years ago, had to have been in the middle middle seventies when you would talk about being more than a conqueror, and your explanation of that was like a prize fighter. Yeah, tell that story. That oh, is so you, helpful. That, that's funny. You know, I I told that so many times back in the seventies that I finally quit telling. I thought everybody's heard it, but now. Now here we are, and people hadn't heard it. Right. Somebody, Brother Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, or somebody the other day asked me to repeat it or got up and repeated it, said something yeah. about it. No, I said the best way to describe, a, you know, what's a, what's a conqueror? Because we was talking about even some artwork, right? you know, to put on a book or on a tape series. And we thought, well, how do you, how do you, we know how to do, we know how to do artwork of a conqueror. Right. But how do you do an artwork of a more than a conqueror? You know, we thought about David holding Goliath's head up. Well, no, that's just a conqueror, you know. Yeah, or, right. And we thought about, you know, so many things in the Bible, how these guys were conquerors. Right. But, uh, and so I, I came up with this explanation. I said, it's kind of like a prize fighter, a boxer. 
and uh, he trains and trains and trains. He watches. He's on a special diet. He does road work. Uh, all these, you know, all yes. these things that he the goes through that to, takes. To, to do a prize fight, you know. Right. And uh, so finally, 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 the day comes and he get, goes to the ring and they, you know, announce him, introduce him. They introduce the opponent and they fight and they fight and they fight and they fight. And finally, when the whole thing's all over, he actually wins and he knocks the other guy out. And uh, he's, but he, he himself, you know, his eyes all, he can't hardly see out of his eyes, you know, nose, everything's bloody. And uh, so the the referee comes over to him and raises his hand up and pronounces him uh, the winner. He's the champion. He's he's the conqueror. And so here he is just, uh, the, the crowd's clapping and excited because he's the conqueror. And so then, gets a picture. then finally he goes, gets out of the ring. He's the conqueror. He goes back to the dressing room. He's the conqueror. Right. He takes a shower. He's a conqueror. He gets redressed. He's the conqueror. Uh, they hand him his check. He's the conqueror. And he goes home. And his wife comes up and kisses him and takes the check away from him. And she's more than conqueror. <laughs> and that's the way we are. Jesus that's did all right. the work. He suffered for us. He took right. our sins on his on himself. He took our sicknesses on himself. He did all that for us. He was the conqueror. And then we get all the benefits of it. We're more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's such a great visual. And when I first heard you tell that back in, I had to have been around 75, 76, somewhere in there. It absolutely gave me the image of being more than a conqueror, that Jesus had handed me the ability to conquer as he had done it on my behalf, and that I was now in a position right there with him as more than a conqueror. Yes, yes, but yes, I didn't yes. have to do anything. It's the same as that story there in Chronicles where the, the, the Lord said to the people through the prophet of Israel, they were surrounded by the kings, and they said there that that uh, you're, the Lord said you are going to have to go down to the battle, but you won't but have, you to, have fight, to fight, yeah. for the battle is the Lord's, and the victory will be yours. Absolutely. And so, at the end of that day, um, they were more than conquerors. Absolutely, they were. I mean, that was absolutely you didn't have to fight and still won. Yeah, the Lord said you won't have to fight, but you'll have to show up. And I always that Chronicles said, chapter twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think Second Chronicles chapter 20, is that right? I think it's First Chronicles, First chapter, Chronicles 20. chapter 20. The same place where he says, uh, if you believe God's word, you'll be established. Right. And if you, you believe, believe his prophets, prophets, you'll prosper. You'll prosper. It's, and they prospered. And they prospered that day. And, and I think that's so fitting um, as a visual to show us that you have to show up. You have to be a part of the yes, system. Yes. You have to believe you have God. To be counted. You have to use your faith. You can't just stand around and sit in the bedroom and watch cartoons and and just say, "Oh well, I'm more than a conqueror." No, you're going to have to show up. You're going to have to speak the word of God. You're going to have to command the blessing to come to you. You're going to have to confess, "I am more than a conqueror." Yes, my yes. M- what my what I say, my words count. God is going to fight this battle for me. And I'm not going to do this trying to do it in the flesh. The Lord will give you instructions. He'll tell you what to do. But the real supernatural part of it will end up, he does He does that. No, and then you absolutely. are more than a conqueror. Well, it's the same scripture that David, as a teenage kid, right. was sitting out in the field keeping his daddy's sheep. He's playing his harp and writing these worship songs and singing worship and praise <laughs> to the Lord. That's and great. Uh, a lion comes to get the sheep and he kills yes. him. A bear comes to get the sheep and he kills him. Put that down as my daddy's sheep. And uh, 
and, and the Bible said he just walked up to him and, and took the sheep out of their mouth. Out of his mouth. And, it said, and then David said, when he rose against me, I grabbed him by his beard yes. and killed him. Now, most people have this image of David standing off at 30, 40 yards with a sling and killing the lion with a, with a rock and killing the bear with a rock. And in fact, uh, oh, that's contrary. what's depicted in these big, <coughs> famous paintings in museums. Uh, and in that 25-pound Bible you got on your coffee table at home, those big paintings, there's a famous painting of David. Uh, and, and, and over here, you know, 30, 40 yards, whatever it is, is a bear in a lion with a sheep. And and it, you show you see David with his sling like this, and and that's not what happened at all. David said, "I went out and took it out of his mouth, and when he rose against me, I grabbed him by his beard. Yes, hallelujah. I mean, they were face to face and killed him. And so he had been meditating that scripture in Chronicles twenty because they were raised on they were raised on those stories and raised on those on those scriptures. And so when he went out against Goliath, then that's the scripture he quoted to Goliath. Whenever, whenever Goliath, David came out there against him, uh, and Goliath, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, says Goliath cursed, cursed David by his demon, by his demon Big. gods. And then verse 45, and I've talked to you about this before, verse 45, I love this. It says, and then said David to the Philistine. There always needs to be a then says you. There always needs to be a then says me. That's you can't the stop the devil from cursing you. That's you can't the stop the devil victory. from talking. You can't stop the devil from saying, I'm going to get you this That's time. Right. You got away last time. This time I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your husband, kill your wife, kill your kids, kill you, take your job, take your house, take your car. I, I'm going to get you this time. You can't stop the devil from doing it. But there always needs to be a point where you speak up. That's right. Then said David. Don't be silent then says in the time you. of attack. Then says me. And that's what he did. He said, you come to me with the sword and spear. Right, right. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies <laughs> of contrast. Israel, whom you have defied. And he said, this day, I'm going to take your head off your shoulder. This kid didn't even have a pocket knife. He said, this day, I'm going to take your head <laughs> off your right. shoulders. And Hallelujah. I'm going to feed the car your carcass and the carcass of the Philistines to the fowl of the air and the beasts of the field. That's he right. said, and all this assembly will know, will know there's a God in Israel. Hallelujah. And he said, for, then he quoted him, First Chronicles 20. He said, for the battle is the Lord's. There it the is. The battle is Lord's. I, I don't have to fight this. The battle is the Lord's. All I have to do is throw, throw sling the stone. God's going to do the rest. He's going <laughs> to, and then I'm going to use your own sword and cut your head off with it. Hallelujah. Wow. That's like exciting. It. You know that kid took that put that bloody thing, hair, teeth, and eyeballs. <laughs> Goliath's head. Wow. Man, his head had to be that That's big, pretty graphic. You know, and yes. he took it back up to King Saul. Uh, hey, King, I don't think he'll bother you anymore. My goodness But that's the gracious. scripture he was meditating. Well, it's a brutal defiance against the attack of the enemy in your life. And that's why you can't stand around and engage it one tiny no, little right. bit. You and, and, and have notice, to turn this thing over to the Lord he, he and fight. And he didn't say, hey, I'm David. Yeah, no. Hey, I'm going to kill you because I'm tough. Hey, I'm going to kill you because I'm rough. I'm going to kill you because I, I know how to sling a stone. No, 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 no. He said, I come to you in the name. Yes, hallelujah. In the name, in the name. In I the come name. in the name of the Lord of hosts. And you have to be very, very bold about it. Brutal defiance against whatever thought whatever enemy tries to come against you. And remember, if you'll say something out of your mouth, just like David did, just like the three Hebrew children did, just like Daniel did, they declared their victory ahead of time. No, absolutely. They said, no, absolutely. this is what I'm going to do. 
And when you begin to step out and do that in faith, then the battle becomes the Lord's. He will not leave you out there on the battlefield by yourself. You begin to just at least say it. Yes. Begin to say it. And David said he hasted. Terry, that's one of the greatest verses in the Bible. Oh, sure. It says where David hasted he ran and to ran meet he ran towards to meet the enemy. I mean, if I were you, I'd be in my in my living room. I'd just act out the whole thing and say, I'm running towards that exorbitant, Never unexpected bill. Yeah. I'd pull the, I'd take that bill up and with a knife put it in the wall of my house and I'd say, I'm gonna run towards that thing and it's coming down in Jesus' name, paid in full. Absolutely. I mean, you have to do Absolutely. outrageous things you know, sometimes to say- startle your unbelief. I've heard preachers say over the years, you got to be just like David. You got to identify your giants. You got to name your giant. Whatever your problem is, you got to name that. No, 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 no. David, read 1 Samuel 17. He never, ever, ever, ever called him. gave him any credibility, yeah, any never respect, said one thing about any him being honor a giant. of any kind. Never called him a giant. Never called him anything but a loser. He said, yes, you're he- a loser. He said, he said, I'm circumcised. Right. I, mean, I have the covenant Hallelujah. of God because I'm circumcised. You don't have a covenant with God. I'm a winner. You're a loser. I can't lose. You can't win. Wow. Not because of me, but because of God. Well, and something else I think that is so important you said years ago that helped me get a perspective of the covenant side of this, that that we're not just members of a club. We're in we're or we're just some some group that got together to serve a God. No, we have a covenant. Like I think you were saying on the last program that that because of the covenant that is described in Deuter- in uh, Galatians chapter 3, that Christ has redeemed us from this covenant, from, from the curse Amen. of the law, Amen. that we have a covenant that supersedes the curse. Absolutely. We have a covenant that has been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection, Absolutely. and that that gives us covenant status. Well, we're talking spiritual laws here. Yeah. You, you've, got a, you've got a spiritual law from hell. That's that he's going to steal from you and kill you and destroy you, and then you've got a spiritual law from heaven right. that says you're more than conqueror, and that God's going to fight yes, your battles for you. That's right. And so what you what you what we do is we take we take the higher law yes and and place it over the lower law right because the higher law supersedes the lower law exactly. Now if you foul up the higher law and don't 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 use it, then that lower law kills you. That's right. That's right. But the higher law will supersede the lower law if you learn how to use it, and that's what we talk about in. Uh, that legacy, legacy two. Yeah. Uh, to one one of those messages in there is called uh, Jesus reversed the curse. Right. Another one is called uh, more than conquerors, which is what we're talking about right now. Right. Another is called right. living to give, right. which is one of the greatest lifestyles in yeah, the Bible. No joke. Changed my life. And then seven Bible principles for missions. We've got to be involved. <laughs> in getting the gospel to the world. So all that's going to be in Legacy 2. You got Legacy 1 back in October. And uh, these are these are messages that God's given me over all these right, decades right, around right. the world to, to set a post, to establish a post, to remove, put the post back where it belongs, right. to make history, to change history. Um, and it works. Oh you my. know, the, the thing that's so important in thinking about more than a conqueror and putting that principle into your brain and your thinking is that God's already fought this battle to give you the authority to oh, stand up and say what you need absolutely. to say. And one of the things that I heard Terry say, I can I told him the other day, I said, I remember the first time I ever heard you say that was there at the roadway in that used to be on 
on the loop there um, in Houston, uh, the, uh, the the road out Will Clayton Parkway out to the airport. To the airport. And we, Dean and I were doing a Monday night meeting there when we were I on remember. staff at Lakewood. And Dean and I were doing a Monday night Bible study in that hotel. And Terry and Jackie were in town and they came there to the hotel and Dean asked him to minister. And I'm telling you, it was so powerful. Brother Austin and Dodie even slipped in in the back and sat in the back of the room. And we were just so excited about them being there. And Terry preached an outstanding message on being more than a conqueror. And it, when you said that about who could qualify to go out there and kill Goliath, what was that phrase you said? Oh, I said it didn't have to be David that did it. It didn't yes. have to be Saul that did it. It exactly. could have been a little Hebrew baby uh, boy, two-year-old kid that was <laughs> circumcised that had a covenant with God yes. could go out there and throw his baby bottle and Goliath would have fallen over <laughs> dead because the battle is the Lord and yes. he fights the battle for you. That's right. That's All right. All David had to do is show up. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that's and see, King Saul could have showed up. Yeah. But verse 11 of 1 Samuel 17 says, King Saul and all of Israel was greatly afraid. So they were hiding in the foxhole. Yeah. Saul could have been the hero of the story. He sure could have been. Maybe he should have been. But he was hiding in the foxhole. He was hiding. And David went out there. I've had people say to me, Brother how do you know King Saul was scared? I said, because verse 11 tells you <laughs> that King Saul and all of Israel were greatly afraid. Hello. You know, and, and David was just out there. I mean, he just became, I mean, he was just like a warrior at his very young age. Yeah. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would come up here that doesn't have a covenant with God and is going to come up here to defy the armies of Israel? Hello. Look at who we are. And you always have to have somebody. He did somebody. have an ulterior motive, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was highly motivated by the reward system yeah. of that day. <laughs> he, he didn't say anything about that giant, uh, uh, that warrior, that mean guy, that bad guy, <laughs> until somebody said, have you heard what will happen to the guy that kills this That's warrior right. and takes away the reproach from Israel? And David said, no. What's going to happen? Oh, there's a reward. Really? What's the reward? Well, the king's going to make going to, going to give you great riches. He's going to give you the, his daughter, the princess, to marry, and he's going to make your father's house free in Israel. That's and David cool. said, you, you go read First Samuel 17. They told David that, and then he asked them two more times to repeat it. He wanted to make <laughs> sure this is true. He said, now, what's going to be done to the guy that, that right, what? Right. So they tell him again, father's house free in Israel, marry the princess, great, great riches. Ask him again. <laughs> Tell me one more time, what's going to happen? What's the reward? <laughs> and they said, Father's house free in Israel, marry the princess and great riches. He said, I believe I will. I believe I will. He knew he couldn't lose. <laughs> He's probably I thinking, that. I can't imagine Saul's not doing this. I can't I imagine really, one of these other guys right, isn't doing right, this. We're right. winners. He's a loser. We, he can't win. We can't lose. A two-year-old could have gone out there and thrown his baby bottle at Goliath, and he'd have gone down. And David, all he did was verify the reward and it motivated him to go out there and act on the covenant and take Goliath down. And it says he didn't even have a sword. He didn't even oh, have no. a pocket no, knife, he didn't like have you a pocket said. Knife, but yet he told, told Goliath, I'm going to take your head off your shoulders. And went out there, knocked him down, concussion with a stone at that Fell on his of, face. Fell on <laughs> his face. David climbs up on him, takes his sword out of his own scabbard, and cuts Goliath's head off him. And with the Philistines scattered and saw that 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 miracle of a 17-year-old boy that probably wasn't even as tall as Saul's shield. Probably not. And went out there and won that battle. See, Saul was a big guy. The Bible says King yeah. Saul was head and shoulders 
above every man in Israel. Right. So whoever the tallest guy in Israel was, King Saul's a good foot more than that. Isn't that something? So he and could then have been Goliath, seven foot, who knows? Goliath came from an ancestry of, of giants. Yeah, yeah. And so we look at that and we and he realize had brothers. that. He had brother giants. One of his brothers had six fingers and, uh, on his hands and 12, six fingers, fingers on, on his, his toes. On so his he had, toes. He had My 24 goodness. digits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what having a covenant with God can make you. And, and, is and more David's than relatives a killed Goliath's relatives. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's cool. And besides that, Goliath such... was from the city of Gath. Yes. And whenever he cut Goliath's head off, the Israeli army jumped up and chased the Philistines, chased them right back through the city of Gath. It's kind of like in your face. We Isn't not only something? killed your champion, we're running through your hometown. You know, there just has to be a total commitment to you from you and all of us as Christians to be absolutely brutally defiant in the face of attack, fear, worry. It will not come near no, us. Absolutely. No evil shall befall us. No plague no shall come, come near, near dwelling. our dwelling. That we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. We are prosperous. We are blessed. We will not allow the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. And as That's we continually... Yeah, we have to continually fight and stand in that. It's a learned behavior. I want to I want to remind you of that. It doesn't come easy in a lot for a lot of people. You know, maybe you were raised around very healthy people and yet you were poor. Maybe you were very wealthy, but everybody in the family was sickly. So you have to you have to realize not everybody starts from That's on right. top of the That's barrel. Right. Some of us start under the barrel. But I'm telling you, God will make a difference. This is the only fighting chance you have. You know, Otherwise, you're going to live by the world we're, we're system. We're supposed to be, Renee, a supernatural people. God right. said you're a royal priesthood. You're yes. a peculiar people. Peculiar and, people. And your, your job is to show forth right. the things of God. And we're, there should. I've said this to you for decades and decades. There should be a difference between atheists and disciples. Right. The world should be able to look at you and say, there's something exactly. different. There's something like different. Them. There's something. There's something. They got something going on. There should be a difference. It's kind of like when they when they murdered Renee. You remember? Remember when they murdered or martyred the Apostle James? Right. That's such an impressive thing. King Herod was a bad guy, and King Herod Acts chapter twelve says he killed the Apostle James. Right. Uh, King 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 James says he killed him by the sword. If you read read your history, it says they cut his head off. Same thing. They took the sword and cut his head off, and. Uh, uh, King Herod then said, it, it said that he saw that it pleased the Jews, kill James. And so he went and arrested Peter, and he's going to kill him after Easter, the Acts chapter 12 says. And of course, God did a jail. The church went to prayer. God did a jailbreak, got, got, got Peter right. delivered. All that was supernatural. But, but my point was, James had such an effect. Now, James, remember, was the son of Zebedee. Jesus went along, found him fishing said, come on with me, I'll make you fishers of men. And James became, uh, even though he was a fisherman by trade, when Jesus called him to a lifetime of, of ministry, uh, he became a strong leader in the church. Right. I mean, he's a very, very strong leader in the church. It's a big deal whenever whenever Herod uh, cut his head off. But what happened was when he, he was sentenced to be beheaded at the trial, went to trial, right. they'd sentenced him, you're going to be beheaded. Well, there was a Roman officer there in Jerusalem, history tells us, that guarded James. And he was so impressed by watching James 
And what wow. James said, I, wonder, I just can't imagine what he said to him privately. I, I'm going to ask him when I get, get to heaven. What in the world was that about? But well, he was so impressed by watching James and listening to him and all that, that, that he actually went to, uh, as, as James defended his faith at, at trial, then the Roman officer uh, said, I'm going with you to the place of execution. I'm going to personally take you to the place of execution where they're going to cut your head off. And he took James personally to that place of execution. And when he did, he was overcome by conviction and he declared his new faith. Wow. And said, I'm accepting the God of James. Wow. And he said to the judge, I'm accepting this man's God. And when he did, he knelt down beside James and said, just cut my head off too. And so they took his head off at the same time. They took James head off. That's the kind of conviction. Yeah. That we ought to be having ooze over on people when we're around. No, that's it right. To, it ought to convict them. It ought to. It ought to get on them. Listen, we're about out of time, and we haven't mentioned a couple of things here. Uh, one thing <laughs> is, it's getting real close to Christmas, and uh, we, uh, as you know, if you go to if you go to Orphan One, the number one Orphan One, that's our that's our JMI. CF, Jackie Mimes International Children's Foundation, every year at Christmas time, you know this, we raise money for children, orphan children in orphanages around the world. Around last year, we world. were able to touch 22 different nations. This is the report we sent out last year at Christmas time. You can see the map. If you want one of these, go to terrymimes.com or contact our office. We'll send you one. And uh, you got 22 nations that were affected. Uh, we helped. We put w- roofs on three widows' houses. We bought two vans for two mis- two uh, uh, orphanages, one in India and one in Burma. Yes. Uh, and and, and uh, dug five water wells. Anyway, this is what we did last year at Christmas time. And here we are at Christmas time now, 2021. So if you want to get involved in this, whatever you send, uh, 100%, 100% goes to where you send it. That's 100% right. goes here. That's right. And we don't take one dime it's for expenses. So we, we pay all the expenses out of my ministry, out of Terry Mouse Ministry. And so... We want you to know about Orphan One or JMICF because it's Christmas time. You want to help orphans. You want to do something for them for Christmas. Help them out. Well, we'll, we'll get it to them. You you get it to us. We'll we'll get it to them. And uh, and then secondly, we wanted to talk about uh, the Legacy series. Yes. Uh, you got Legacy One back in October. We're and coming we out with Legacy Two. Thumb drive. There's also a USB drive as, as well as as well as CDs, but we want we want to let you know about that, and so you can get involved with the orphans, you can get involved with what we're doing, or you can get involved in our ministry. You know, we we accept partners all the time. I'm still believing God for a million dollar partner. If you're it, you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, we're excited about what God's doing. Yes, amen. And uh, we're going to keep doing what God's told us to do. We're going around the world. We appreciate our partners for sending us around the world, and uh, it's getting closer and closer to. Time for Jesus to come, and we're excited. And we've got to be prepared, and we've got to take as many people with us as we can to heaven. Those are the real rewards in life, and it's just so important to, to do that. And the people of God, that's you, that's us. We cannot be weak-minded, Terry. No, that's right. We cannot be emotionally immature or mentally fragile. We have to be more than conquerors. No, absolutely. We cannot allow the enemy to intimidate much less kill, steal, and destroy in our lives. So be strong in the Lord. Don't be (laughs) weak-minded. 
be faithful, be courageous, like the word says, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Be bold, be loud, be proud. We're not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to stand up and do something that'll take souls to heaven. No, absolutely. You know, every year I say we have, first of the year, God gives us a checkbook with 12 checks in it. January through December. And here we've spent 11 twelfths of that checkbook. Here we are in December. We've only got a little bit of the one check left. And, and so what we, do, what we do for God, <laughs> only what we do for God counts. One more time, you are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Amen.